And we are live. Awesome. Welcome to the Restaurant Marketing Podcast, where we talk about how multi-unit brands successfully market at the local level. Today in the show, we welcome Hannah Lopez, Director of Marketing for Belay. Belay is a build-your-own-bowl brand offering fresh and bold ingredients with eight custom spice blends from chefs around the country. That sounds delicious. I would like to have all eight in one bowl, please. Uh, yeah. They have 21 locations, mostly in Florida, where they're based, with plans to open new locations in the very near future. Now, Belay was founded by father and son team Chris and Tim Gannon. Tim, you might know, is the founder of Outback Steakhouse, which is very kid-friendly, as I learned as a parent. Um, our friend Hannah here, however, is an entrepreneur herself, starting her first business at age 15, and went out to work with rising stars of Disney and Universal Studios, which we just talked about behind the scenes. Uh, and she has been with Belay since 2016, overseeing all messaging, branding, and marketing. Fun fact, Hannah was a stunt girl for stars in ABC. Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about. I listen. I want to go right to the stunt thing, but that's not what the show is about. So we'll, we'll just have to save that. But yeah. you know, any anything I missed about Belay that is worth sharing with people here to get an idea of what you guys do and how you think? You nailed it. We're here to just bring a fresh take on the restaurant business, um, providing fresh, bold flavors, broccoli that tastes amazing that your kids are going to love and beg for. Ooh, challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My two-year-old eats it, so that's a win. I have, I have pictures of my now six-year-old as a one-year-old eating broccoli like it's an ice cream, like oh holding it. And we show it to him all the time, like, this was you. We so need I guess to make that a campaign. Him. We have to we make that a campaign. Yeah, we need to get him to Belay, apparently. Yeah. So. That's great. So no, um, father-son duo uh, started in Florida in 2016. We're actually going out of state um, in the next few weeks, really. Uh, we'll be opening up Alpharetta, Georgia in August and uh, the DMV corridor. Uh, taking on Virginia by storm. So woo, we're super excited about that. Cool. Well, we are here to talk marketing. So it's an open forum. And if anybody's paying attention, you want to ask questions, just pop into the chat and let, let us know what you want to ask Hannah here. But Hannah, how do you successfully market at the local level? How do you make meet the needs of every store? We can start any direction you want. Yeah. Well, I want to start with the basics. So uh, we're in the hospitality business. A lot of times we forget that we're in the business of people. So we're in the business of building relationships. So we always try to inspire our general managers, our operating partners to build relationships on a consistent level. And that starts local. So we don't build restaurants to last a year or two. We build them to last 10, 15, 20 years. So we really try to build relationships with schools, churches, little leagues to really become a pillar within that community um, to really support that community. How do you how do you operationalize that? Like you, it's easy to say, right? Like, yeah. by the way, that's like a gift of marketing. We can write lots of checks that operations can't cash. But like, how do you actually how do you operationalize that? You, um, we do a lot of different things. So we kind of um, eat the cake one bite at a, at, at a time. And so we tell our operators, okay, we're in spring season. Here's what you should focus on. Let's not try to just hit everything at once because you'll create a lot of burnout. So we, we try to inspire them with thought. So we're like, hey, when's the last time you've done a church blitz? Go to all your local churches, hand out cookies on, on Sunday services, just be known, be top of mind. So if you threw everything at them at once, they're gonna be like, no, there's no way. I'm just trying to serve broccoli here and make people's days better. Um, so we really try to create this marketing calendar that's tangible that says, okay, quarter one, graduation, May, Let's hit all the schools. Let's hit all the valedictorian parties that are happening. Um, Mother's Day that's coming around. Father's Day that's coming around. Just really be specific on the time of year. You have to be relevant. Now, like, now, 
like do you also hand them a map or do you have them go to google like how do they like how does that all work yeah great question so we have a one three five mile kind of bullseye um mentality so we're like when's the last time you've walked out of your front door and walked next door and said hi to your neighbor in your plaza let's start there believe it or not a lot of people forget that those publixes or those other shopping centers have masses amount of people going in their doors every day. There's a lot of synergies. So we start small and then we say, hop on Google. Google the one mile, three mile, five mile radius, find all the car dealerships. All right, that's your focus for the week. Let's hit all the car dealerships this week in your one mile radius. So we try to really create a systemized approach to local marketing that's sustainable and gets people excited to, to be out there. It's amazing that do you give uh, and we have a question from Skip I'm going to bring up here in a second. But um, do you then like give them like printed materials or do you tell them to bring cookies? Like what what what's the instruction of what they're supposed to do once they're on site? So we do some some different things. So let's say it's a, a church on Sunday and we want to go out there. We're going to take a bunch of our gluten free, amazing cookies. They are literally amazing. Um, and we do a cookie blitz where we just go out and we just hand them out with a menu or a be our guest card, which is this little card that says, Rev, you're awesome. What? You've never heard of Bolle? You have to go in there, take this card and it's a free bowl. So we're not big on couponing, but we're big on building those relationships. So we want to invite you in to our home for a free meal. But then let's say we want to do we want to hit our uh, pharmaceutical reps or our doctor's offices. Well, cookies are great and everything, but that's not all of what Bolle is about. So we create these like food drop platters that have some of our fan favorites and we bring hot food into doctor's offices and say, hey, we think you're hungry. We think you'll enjoy Bolle. Here's some flavors on us. Let us know the next time you need some food. I, I love this like hand to hand combat version of yeah. It's amazing. I've been doing this show for years now. Nobody has gone to this level at all. Uh, I'm going to bring up a question that Skip is asking here. He's saying, do you use that localized data in any type of menu board or digital signage in the four walls? For example, congrats to the West Palm Beach Little League team. And I'm wondering if Skip has a member of the family on that team. So, <laughs> Well, that would be awesome if you do, Skip. So let me know and we'll sponsor it. Um, so you you kind of hit a, a very sensitive point of the brand and myself personally. I manage digital signage for Bolle, um, and we went back and forth on keeping things static and just having a traditional menu board where we would change out anytime we have a menu change or going digital. I love the digital because we can do interactive things like that, but also finding the right digital partner has been a challenge for us. Um, but we're, we're going to get to that point when we have the capacity to get to that point. Cause I do love that local community touch for sure. Great idea, Skip. That is awesome. And yeah. uh, Brian here is asking, do you have a copy of the calendar that you can share? We do get requests like this on the show, so I may ask for it as well. That's awesome. I have a template I think I could share, um, but anything that's proprietary, obviously not. But yeah, you know, I do it in Excel. It's it's not crazy, but it did take me about a year and a half asking my peers. So I can totally relate to this question saying, how do you organize your brain on paper like there's so much going on there's so much we want to do and then make it tangible for operations and finance to wrap their heads around so yeah i have a great template that was handed down from other peers in the industry i'd love to share with you guys 
That is awesome. Okay, so I want to stick in this because this is really interesting, right? This is not advertising. This is not local search. This is like literally hand-to-hand community building in 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 in, in, in with each of your stores. Um, does that direction come from you, from the marketing department? Yeah, okay. it does. And then who is typically your point of contact at the store? Is it a GM? Is it, fran- I don't know, your franchise model? Like, what so is that? We're, we're privately owned, so uh, we don't have uh, general managers. We have operating partners because they're truly partners in the business. So there are OPs, and so they are the direct point of contact. But then they might have someone like their number two, who's their manager, who has a really strong presence. Not everyone's an extrovert. Not everyone likes to feel comfortable. You know, you can't just drop a food pan and leave. Like you have to talk to the admin, get to know them, ask about their kids, you know, build that relationship. So they might have a number two that they're like, okay, Hannah, you're my girl. I want you to do all the raids for the doctor's offices. And then I go in and say, okay, I'm going to hit my one mile radius of doctor's offices on Wednesday. I need this much food ops and it's going to stay within my budget for the month of food drops. So we, we really hold our team accountable to get these out there. It's not just like a nice to have. It's like, no, this is part of the culture. This is amazing. It sounds like you have a complete framework on this. Yes. You should, you should <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get people to bomb, bomb your LinkedIn <laughs> inbox to take a class on this. Cause this is fascinating. Thank you. Thank That's you. awesome. Is this is something that Belay has been doing since forever or is this relatively new? No, we've done it since day one and it came down to getting our food in people's mouths. You know, we're fighting for a share of stomach. There's a new concept popping up on the block every other day. Everyone thinks that they can replicate something awesome, um, but really it comes down to the comeback flavor. And Chris and his dad were dedicated to creating amazing food. So my job is to make sure people fall in love with it and they come back for it more. This is awesome. Well, we could definitely talk about this for probably hours. Yeah. But let, let's move on. Okay. Outside of this unbelievable community outreach building pr- program that you have that, again, we could probably go really deep. Yeah. Brian's saying, <laughs> Brian is like, this is great stuff. Like it truly <laughs> is. That's why I do this show. So thank you. Um, what else o- outside of this community, anything digital, anything physical, like how else like, do you serve the needs of every store? Yeah. So we call them restaurants and that goes back down to relationship building. So we think about being transactional, which is very store employee customer based to having a culture of restaurants, hospitality, guest team members. It just really changes the framework of how you think about the business. Um, Yes, we play in digital, but really it's, it's creating compelling content. So a lot of times brands are going to be obsessed with running ads. Okay, you're going to blow a bunch of money on ads and you're going to turn around and you're going to not get the results that you want. We live in a content hungry, short attention span world where it's more important than ever to create something that is relative to your audience. So my favorite question that I get from our COO is, well, what about the people not on Facebook? What about the people not on TikTok? So that's why we really try to beef up our community efforts because there's a big population of people that just don't go on social media, believe it or not. I don't know them. So I don't either, but there are people out there like that. So we try to hit them. We try to hit people where they're at. Um, another side is philanthropy. We're really big on giving back. So whether it's hosting fundraisers um, with schools, 
or fraternity houses or, you know, sorority houses or um, our local uh, foster care or local um, Gold Star families who have lost someone in battle. We really try to support them, um, not just by giving money, but by giving food and just by being that partner with them um, to help spread their word and their mission. It's amazing. How do you how do you find the partners for fundraising or philanthropy efforts efforts? So um, it depends. So part of our marketing calendar um, in the fall, we do a gift card campaign. And for the past two years, yes, two years, I'm thinking pre-COVID, um, we partnered with either a local foster care or you know children's home society that benefits children um, to give back a portion of those proceeds. So a lot of restaurants in our biz, they'll go do a gift card, bounce back, hey, Rev, buy $25 worth of gift cards. We're going to just give $5 back. It's a win for us. We saw it as an opportunity to not just sell gift cards and, and raise you know, awareness for the brand, but also give it as, as an opportunity to give back to a local organization that we care about and align with. So um, that's one aspect of the marketing side. But then we'll also do something. Um, we, we hang American flags that were created by veterans in all of our restaurants. And so we really support our country. We love our country and, and we show appreciation and gratitude for the men and women who have fought for us. So we do we show our support by showcasing these handmade American flags by veterans in each one of our restaurants that then tells that story of, um, you know, supporting and giving back. So then also we get schools. I mean, so many schools and churches reach out to us. They're like, hey. We need help. The PTA is raising money for XYZ teacher who might be having a really hard time in life right now. Will you guys help us? And then we give a 20% um, give back during those times. So somebody, is it actually an event or like at a virtual yeah. event? Like how do you do that? Yeah. So let's say um, you wanted to host a fundraiser at Bolay West Palm Beach. I say, okay, Rev, your date is July 15th from six to eight o'clock. You and all your people from the school are going to come in, enjoy food. They're going to pay for the food, and we're going to give 20% back of those um, funds to your organization. We do them all the time. And that's going back to having that marketing calendar and not just like throwing everything at operations at once. It's saying, okay, guys, we're in peak season for schools. Let's get connected. Let's host some fundraisers. Reach out to your PTA folks, and let's do um, a couple things to give back to the community. That's amazing. I am literally making a note right now uh, about an idea you just gave me. So thank you. Awesome. If, if nobody else benefited from this show, I definitely just did. <laughs> That's great. Great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I find that like everybody wants to get into ideas like that and they don't have the how. Yeah. Like, like they get like, oh, I'll give 20%, but like, how do I find the company? How do I do this? Any, any like secret tips? So building those relationships so having your general manager operating partner dedicated to knowing susie pta president of the season start there um flyers car tag signs um i'm talking specifically for schools yard signs stickers for the kids um that they get to wear at home hey my my school's doing a gift back with Bolay. mom let's go there for dinner tonight um so those are some different tactics we could do but also you know, the little leagues. I know uh, one gentleman mentioned the West Palm Beach uh, Little League for baseball. Can we sponsor a banner? Can we get a banner on the field? Okay, that's awesome. You reach out to the coach. They reach out to the guy that manages the field. You get your banner up there. We have our logo. That's kind of cool. 
But like, no, I want my food in everyone's mouth. So how am I going to do that furthermore? So I'm going to contact the coach and say, hey, coach, when's practice? It's on Wednesday nights. All right, I've got two team members. They're going to come out, set up a table. We're going to give away free food. You know, things like that where you're just like invasive to other people's organizations that you are making yourself known. I love this. Do you have any locations that are in more of an urban environment rather than a suburban environment? We do. Great question. So we just opened up uh, Brickle, which is uh, becoming the financial capital of the world. And they're in Miami. Um, and so that was an interesting challenge because we've been suburban up into that point. And so now we're in a high rise. There's a nightclub above us. You know, it's a totally different animal. And so what we're doing is we're attacking the condo buildings, the high rise office buildings, and we're making relationships with concierge. So by hosting concierge lunches, by saying, hey, Tommy, I walk by you every day on my walk to work. Here's some, you know, bole cookies for you to enjoy. Bring your family in, like building that relationship at that different scale. But we got into, for example, we got into two condo buildings by saying, hey, we want to do a pop-up. We want to have our tent. We want to do a pool deck party. Bring all your residences. We're going to serve free food. Um, maybe you guys can have a DJ. Let's throw a party, you know, and then we're hitting 500 residences that live down the, the, down the street. It's amazing. Yeah. It sounds like Belay is not a great place to work if you're extremely introverted. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get you out of your comfort zone. I love this. I, I mean, li literally, you can go back and listen to every episode of this show and everybody talks about very scalable type ideas. And we'll get into that in a second. But like everything you've said requires like time, attention, energy, one to one. Like this is no wonder you guys are so successful. Few people, I think, have this approach. Thank you. It's um, I always say it either takes people or money. So when you're a startup brand, the marketing budget is not usually that big. So then I need to have really good people and those people have to be inspired and extroverted and comfortable being outside of their four walls. Do you have like classes where you teach people to be extroverted? Like, how does that work? <laughs> Extroversion 101. <laughs> uh, no, we have a great training department that uh, marketing works hand in hand with. And so if we have, let's say, a new fundraiser approach or a new idea, like um, a new idea that came up this week that's super tangible is car tags. So when you go and pick up your kid from school, the parents have to put this little car tag on their rear view, rear view uh, window. And so it's a business opportunity because on the back end of their car number, a business is advertising. So Bolay got into a couple of schools to advertise in 1,200 cars in Carline every single day. Um, so we designed and printed the whole um, the car tag. So that was... That was one idea that was born from an operating partner that reached out to me that said, oh my gosh, look what, look what opportunity we got from this school relationship. Now I'm going to host either a webinar or put, put training on it saying, hey guys, this is a new tool in our toolkit that we could, that we could leverage across our 22 restaurants. I love this. I yeah. love it. I want to come work for you. Um, <laughs> we're, we're hiring. <laughs> We'll definitely talk offline. <laughs> uh, all right. So outside of these very hand hand brick, you know, brick by brick uh, type methods, which amazing. Again, I could go for hours about this. What else? Any digital marketing stuff that you're doing? Yeah. So we play. We play in the in, in the space. I think you have to be seen where people are looking. 
So we play in uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, paid search, uh, you know, uh, CPC, uh, local advertising. We haven't gotten into traditional like billboard or commercial. We played a little bit on some programmatic display. Um, back when COVID hit, I was sitting there putting videos together to, and voiceover to run Hulu ads, which are all self-serve. So if you're on a limited budget and you are just so hungry to be on TV, check out Hulu advertising. Ooh. It's all self-service. So you could literally create your own video with your own voiceover, push it through approval, they'll prove it, and you can have like a $500 budget behind it. Wow. It's really cool. And you can be super hyper-targeted. So we might be looking at doing that in the newer markets uh, that we're trying to get our name out there. But um but yeah, you know, uh, paid social is great for brand awareness, uh, while paid search is really good to help conquest and beat out the competitors and get that person to, you know, eat up Olay versus our competitor. Nice. So you're using paid social to literally just get the brand out. Yeah. Are you using search ads? Yeah. For so like somebody's hungry in that moment. Yeah, or they're they're they were looking for a competitor, and the next time that they're going to go on Google to find lunch, they're going to see Bole instead. So I love those. I think it's um you're playing defense and offense at the same time, because when you get to a certain level, your competitors are going to be, you know, basically bidding on your name. So if someone types in Bole and competitor ABC is bidding on Bole, their ad's going to pop up but I want to make dang sure that my my guest doesn't click on their ad, that they click on mine. You're, play, you're playing defense there. By the way, yeah. uh, Paul here says power doer. I think he's talking about the cookies. It's definitely so not me. So. Definitely oh. not. All right, we have a question <laughs> here from, from Michael. It says, do you work with social media influencers and how do you do that at a local level? I love this question. I love this question. Um, social media influencers, it's like, it's like that buzzword, right? So who's your new influencer? We love our influencers. Um, you know, a lot of times brands go after the big dogs, which I think is important depending on your goals. So you'll find some competitors that get people like Emma Chamberlain and these, you know, these really multi-million follower accounts. And they're more for like that brand, you know, putting my flag in the ground. We got this girl, Emma, she's awesome. And she's going to represent our brand. We try to keep it super local. So we'll focus on micro influencers, but also macro at a regional level. So we might partner with someone that has 5,000 followers, but they're highly engaged and their majority of them are working moms and they make the decisions in the household. So we want to target them for Bole. It also depends on the quality of content. So I'm a firm believer that our brand should not be spitting out all the content that you guys see. I think that it's better when people talk about how great we are, not us talk about how great we are. So we'll get user-generated content from social media influencers. So I'll say, hey, Michael Radley, you're my social influencer. I love the content you make. I want you to make content for Bole. I'm not going to give you any more direction because if I control your creative spirit, it now becomes my content. And then I use that and I get your permission to use that in ads and different um, aspects of the business. I love this. And I, I think, you know, I hear from a lot of brands like, oh, we did work with this influencer and we did this thing. Like influencer marketing is not a one and done scenario. There's again, again, there's no magic bullet in marketing, but it, it's like, you don't, 
if you're going to do influencer marketing, you kind of have to do it all the time, right? Yeah. And the more impressions you get from even the same influencers is way more powerful than a single hit from one big person. You know 100%. I mean? Yeah, I love blitzing it. So we're testing um, in five or six of our restaurants right now, we're testing wraps. So taking our bowl and sticking it in a tortilla wrap, that's gluten-free and amazing. Um, marketing idea. So marketing folks, you come up with good culinary ideas, hopefully. Um, so we went to our local influencers and we said, hey guys, we have this new product. We want to pick 30 of you. Um, we're going to leave it up to the first 30 that say, yes, they'll do it. And you'll get to go in. And a lot of times they don't even want money. They just want to be affiliated with a cool brand. So they'll go in and we just blitzed it out. So they have one week, they go in the restaurant, they do their content on the wraps. Then we now take that content and we get to use it to market the wraps. I love it. And are you using an agency to get to influencers or is this something you or one of the team members managing? So we are a two man team right now. So our, yeah, our local marketing director, um, who's my second half, better half, she's awesome. So she spearheads the local um, social influencer network. So we've created like a whole database of our influencers. She handles all the, all the communications, but I will say something tangible for whoever's listening to take back with them, get interns. We had a summer intern who was amazing and she's so in tune or she, you know, she was so in tune, um, with the influencer world that she was actually able to help contribute uh, to that program too. So that's that awesome. I think every answer you've given here is underlined by do the work, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's gotta be done. I love this. All right. We're going to bring in Skip here. Skip has another question. Any plans to use any web three technologies in your marketing plan, NFTs, metaverse, etc.? I love this question. Not for the near future. Um, Ask me a year from now, that might change, but we're in such growth mode. And as I mentioned to Rev, we are a very small and humble team. So our priorities right now are to make sure that people know the brand, they know our food, and that we're opening each restaurant successfully, one restaurant at a time. So we're opening up six restaurants in the next seven weeks. Our first drive-through, three different states, it's insanity right now. So I'm all about NFTs. Um, I was a very early adopter. I'm a big fan of where that, that world is going. But for this brand specifically, I think we're going to focus on what we're good at right now. I love that. Uh, do you guys have a loyalty or rewards program you're using? We do. So we just launched our app in November of 2021. Um, we went with a surprise and delight program. We didn't go traditional you spend a dollar, you get a dollar, you know, earn and burn. We felt that was too transactional. So be, just being in the nature of being in a relationship business, we're like, hey, we want our guests to feel valued and appreciated. Um, and that surprise and delight program has been successful so far. And so it's been good. You know, I'm managing it. It's, it's, a, it's a hefty load. There's a lot of data being hit at you. But I think that the sooner you can start getting your, your guest adopted into your world, um, the better. So I'm assuming for those of you that don't understand, let's make sure I get this right. Surprise and delight is essentially I've spent, let's say 500 bucks. You're going to ping me with a, Hey, thanks for spending 500 bucks. Here's X, Y gift. It's like super, that. it's super randomized. So we're, as we get oh, more really? people, we can segment it out. So right now, last week we sent a free dessert gift to everyone in the program. The week before that we sent a free wrap to everyone in the program that, um, dines at the wrap locations. 
We will send BOGOs out to everyone in the program. Once I start building up, we have like 30,000 members right now. So once I start building up more and more guests, I can then segment out, okay, everyone that looks like Rev and behaves like Rev, they're going to get XYZ. They'll get a BOGO or free swag or, you know, a cool hat. Um, The people that haven't dined with us in the last 30 days, I might do something a little bit more ambitious to get them back in. So I like it because I have the freedom to play in this early brand. Uh, Brian is asking a question here that I'm curious about. What is the percentage of your customers that use the app or do do they only get access to surprise and delight if they have the app? Is it all only app users or can they just sign up via email? Right. So you can sign up for loyalty for online ordering, or you can download the app and you'll still get the perks of both. So the industry average is about 10 to 15% of your guests will be a part of your loyalty. There are other fast casual brands that are like in the 30, 40 percentiles. Since we've launched, we're trending around 6%, um, which I'm super proud of. I think that's a great number to start out the gate with, not even a year in existence. Um, But our goal is to get at least 10% of our guests using our, our loyalty program. I love this. All right. Well, as we're coming into the finish line here, like I said, these, these are always 30 minutes and 30 minutes only. A couple of super quick round questions. Number one method for new guest acquisition. Getting out in your community, hands down, being at every event, being at every community gathering, getting in front of those people. I probably could have guessed that answer. Um, But number one method of retention. Serve amazing food with smiles. I love this. I love this. And this is honestly one of the best interviews and no diss to anybody that's been on the show before, but like no standard answers here. This is totally (laughs) off the cuff. And I think you're probably going to have a lot of people in your LinkedIn inbox begging for some of these playbooks and and, and frameworks. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hannah Lopez from Belay. Any any parting words of inspiration for our fellow marketers out there? No, um, just keep pushing. Don't Don't forget about the people in your community. Get out there. Keep it basic. We're so inundated with all this information, but stick to the roots of being in hospitality, building awesome relationships and serving great food. I love this. Thank you. And if you're listening to the show, we reach, we, we really appreciate that. Please share this show with anybody that you think would like it and make sure to follow us so that you don't ever miss an episode. So thanks you so much. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks, Rev.